I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the Americans with Disabilities Act. So grab your ADA compliance and let's get civical. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walentowski. And what's there to possibly say? What's the 411? It's hot. I'm sweating. It's summer. It has just flown by. It's been to me a bad summer, but oh, we no. are. Just well, just like because, like, wise? The weather and like it just feel. I feel like I haven't gotten to do a lot of like summer activities. It's true. You know? Hopefully, we've turned the corner on this. Like, oh my god, is it raining? Is it not going to rain? Oh my god, I, I like it's. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that part is done. Yeah, I feel like I've. There, I have a lot of travel coming up in August, so hopefully, mm. I that is enjoyable weather wise. 
Sure. Yeah, yeah. We're planning a, a beach day on an upcoming weekend. Hopefully that goes well. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, only had no. one beach day. Okay. Okay. Yeah, need we need more. more. We need more. We need more beach days. I have a I have a I have a car. I know. I have a car for Christ's sakes. For Christ's sake. For Christ's sakes. Why aren't we at the beach? Why aren't we at the beach? Episode of episode title for this. Why aren't we at the beach? Oh, why aren't we at the beach? Which beach did you go to? Uh, normally we go to Jacob Reese, uh, but okay. uh, that this past time we went to Rockaway proper because it was okay. on like a Wednesday and it was easier to find parking on a weekday in Rockaway as opposed to the weekend when it's like a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but I love it. Love yeah. that little boardwalk. Um, But weirdly, weirdly. The beach has kind of absolutely literally um, nothing to do with what we're talking about today, um, which is the Americans with Disability Act. Yes. A modern act. A very modern act. Truly. The, an- the anniversary is coming up. I thought, let's talk about her because it is it is very recent. Like she was yeah. passed in 1990, I think. And it's kind of amazing that it took that long although when you think about it it's 30 years ago and you know it came kind of in the the same not on the heels of the civil rights movement but kind of in that vein like those kind of arguments you know were were used to pass the americans with disabilities act and yeah but it's also just to like reading through the stuff and um and who's covered under the ada and 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 who it protects and what kind of things it, it protects people from. It protects a lot. Like it it has a very wide like Yeah. You know, I think I think we can sometimes have a very narrow mind or narrow definition of like what disability means, but it actually yeah. like this act encompasses more than you think. Yeah. And I feel like we it's one of those things that we don't really like there's no pushback against do you know what i mean like can you i mean i know it is actually it is shocking i almost said can you imagine and it's like yes i can't imagine actually but no you're right i think this is an extremely for lack of a better term like progressive and inclusive piece of legislation that truly would not get passed today because it would be seen as like woke you know, this idea yeah. that, like, everybody should have an equal opportunity to live a quality of life and you can't, uh, you can't discriminate, you know, you can't, based right, on, right. like, like everybody any type of, like, get around. ability, you, right, physicality, right. whatever. Like, everybody has right. an equal opportunity to be respected is kind of what this or Or, or to, to participate, me. right, not even just to be respected, but, like, to participate in society. Like, you right, should be yeah. able to actively take and public transportation. Yeah. And just be like, if you can't take public transportation because you physically cannot get on it, that's a problem. Yeah. And that's what this act said. That is a problem. That is a problem. That is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about this act. Good act. Good act. Good act. Thank you to the 90s (laughs) for getting this in in before it all broke loose. (laughs) Yes. The 90s did do some good things. They sure did. Sure Shoulder did. pads, notwithstanding. Not so much. No. But before we jump in, do you want to talk about today's sources? Sure. There's literally just two. Hell yeah. Just Play two. They're, they're, they were very helpful. Um, ADA.gov. There's a whole nice. website dedicated to, to the act and the law. 
So ADA.gov. And then history.com. History.com had some good info on just the passing of the law, what happened, um, how it got there. And there's a, there was a, um, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I love it. History.com. I love it. Yeah. History.com, our best friend, the third host of this show. Quite literally. Yeah. All right. Let's start where we always start, which is a little overview of this act. So the Americans with Disabilities Act, or the ADA, is a federal civil rights law that prohibits discrimination against people with disabilities in everyday activities. The ADA prohibits discrimination on the basis of disability, just as other civil rights laws prohibit discrimination on the basis of race, color, sex, national origin, age, and religion. So it's basically being like adding one more thing to that list. Right. The ADA guarantees that people with disabilities have the same opportunities as everyone else to enjoy employment opportunities, purchase goods and services, and participate in state and local government programs. Yeah. This is one of those things where it's like, God, like just like the Civil Rights Act, it's like, it's a shame we had to explicitly write this out. That like, this is what people deserve. Right. But thank God we did. Thank God we did. Yikes. Let's talk a little bit about the law and what the law lay down the law. So the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, prohibits discrimination based on disability. Under the ADA, it is illegal to discriminate against someone because of their disability. For example, a fitness center could not exclude a person who uses a wheelchair from a workout class because they cannot do all of the exercises in the same way. However, a local rec center might be only open to people who live in a surrounding zip code. If the rec center refuses access to a person with epilepsy because that person lives in a different zip code, that would not be a violation of the ADA because the rec center would not be discriminating on the basis of the person's disability. Sure. So, so like, it just can't be about... It can't be about, like... The disability. You, j- it can't be about disability. Come up with another reason. <laughs> right. No brunettes. Or, no, <laughs> no brunettes. <laughs> yes. Or, 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 you know, like, the, yes. <laughs> Come up with a disability. <laughs> Are you about to say being a brunette is a disability? Because we're both brunettes. Because <laughs> we're both brunettes. <laughs> No, 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 I just, I, I just think it was funny. I was like, this is a really interesting example that they chose to construct I know. this. Like, well, it's also what's so funny about it because this is from like ADA.gov proper. Yeah. They're basically yeah. like, here's the loophole, right? If you want <laughs> to prevent somebody from accessing your goods and services, this is the loophole. Right. But if you don't do the loophole, you're gonna violate us. So right. they're kind of being straight up like. Got like come up with a different reason ahead of time, or right. else we'll be coming for you. We'll be coming for you. Right. The ADA is broken up into five different sections, which are called titles, which is something that happens in most laws passed by the federal government. They're often broken down into sections. The sections are called titles. So Title One is employment, which pertains to employers 
that have 15 or more employees, including state and local governments, employment agencies, and labor unions. The general requirement here is that employers must provide people with disabilities an equal opportunity to benefit from employment-related opportunities available to others. This includes things like retirement, hiring, promotions, training, pay, and social activities. So it's just basically saying you can't discriminate against people with disabilities in terms of hiring them, promoting them training them you can't pay them any less you can't not invite them to social activities like they get all of the same things they should have all the equal opportunities that everybody else has available to them if they are not if they do not have a disability yeah i feel like the the phrase equal opportunity employer is something that you've probably seen every time you filed an application there's always like this big Yes. Not big, but this like kind of state mission statement <laughs> somewhere right. on your application where it's like, right. Shasha Shao is an equal opportunity, an opportunity employer and does not discriminate based on how much I got, how much I got, That's so true. Like, and, and having, I mean, this law was passed in 1990. So, I mean, ever since I and you, like, ever since we've been looking for jobs, you know, that's just always been there. Yeah. And I, you know, not, I mean, I'm sure that I knew that that's what it was referring to, but it it's just always been something that's in been in my, like, Rolodex of things of awareness. Yeah, yeah you're just like, for sure, for sure. sure like, like, you know, sure, you kind of like, just keep scrolling. Right. You're like, yep. Right. But like, it's it, like not thing. even like a, right. It's not realizing what it's pertaining to and that it means this. Right. Like, equal opportunity employer. Kind of like on the back of cigarettes, it's like. Smoking is not recommended by the surgeon, by the right, right, surgeon right. general for, this for people who are pregnant. It's like that wasn't always there. But like, of course, those, you know, those warnings are having to do with laws that are passed to protect people. Right. Um, so Title II, state and local government services, applies to all services, programs, and activities of state and local governments, such as public education, transportation, recreation, health care, social services, the courts, voting, emergency services, and town meetings. And then under that same title, subtitle B, is public transportation. So public transit systems must provide people with disabilities an equal opportunity to benefit from their services. So yeah, if you're a state and local government and you are running any of these kinds of programs, which which most state and local governments do, you have to provide them in an equal way for people with disabilities. Yeah. And you know what's insane is, like, you know, we live in New York City, arguably one of the most, quote, unquote, like, progressive cities in the world. And our subway system is not entirely ADA compliant, you know. I think that I think there's, oh, like, no. a, a, a plan to make all stations ADA accessible, but they're not right now, currently. No. And even the ones that have elevators, it's not, like, there's some that have ramps and there are some that have... um but not all of them do. Some have elevators. Not all of them do. And even the ones that do have some form of it, it's like the elevators are often like broken or they're gross yeah. or they're like. Yeah. It's a sorry sleeping excuse them. for people. ADA It's a sorry compliance. excuse for ADA compliance. They're yeah. like full of urine or fecal matter or just like they're just yeah. disgusting. It's like who would. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a sorry excuse for compliance. This is just your f- reminder that the MTA is fucked up. <laughs> I hate, I 
hate the MTA. Yeah. I hate the MTA, which is also, we'll take the opportunity to say out loud. Did you get the, the notification the other day that they're raising the fare? Are they actually doing it? I feel like they've been saying that they're doing it for like the oh, past. Oh, no, it's, it's going to, I got It's going it up, up to $3? Alert. It's going up to two ninety. Two ninety. How about they eat my shit? How about that? I know. How about I they know. eat my shit? Where's where is this money going towards? This is why you guys. Let's make this a teachable moment. This is why you gotta be locked in to like local local elections because this is the shit that gets affected. Because these are your local people, state and city, who are fucking up the MTA. I hate the MTA so much. I hate the MTA. I hate the MTA. I yeah, just... two ninety for what? For what? I just, I get that ridership probably isn't back as much as it was pre-pandemic, and that it was already down. But you know, like it had been, I guess maybe in decline or whatever. But also, I'm like. I just feel like it's poorly run. It's poorly managed. That's the thing, though. I'm like, like, this is a system that is bringing in so much money. And right. you mean to tell me, because the last time they raised it wasn't that long ago. So you mean to tell me that, like, we have to raise it again because right. you haven't managed the immense amount of funds? Also, it's like, yes, ridership was down during the pandemic, but they got government bailouts. Like, yeah. They're fine. The problem yeah. isn't the fact that they don't have money. The problem is the fact that the money that is going into the MTA, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is obviously being so poorly mismanaged because on every MTA subway platform, it is a shit show. Like yeah. all trains get delays. All platforms are disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like you, so, so you guys put countdown clocks in every station. Uh, amazing. Love that upgrade. What else is there? You know, right, like right, right. what else are we getting? Like if you're raising the money, what right. are we getting in return for that? Are we getting subway right. systems that don't break down and get canceled or get delayed? Are we, are you guys stopping the, oh, this whole subway line is going to be cut off for six months and you have to take a shuttle bus? Like what are we getting in return? Right. You no, know what I, I mean? agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm like, can we can we be a little bit more like Europe in this regard? Because these cities like if you really want New York to come back after the pandemic and to thrive in later years and not become a ghost town again, or like you got to put the money into the infrastructure because this is how people are going to get around. And this is how people you're going to convince people to stay, because if people can't get around, if New Yorkers cannot get around the city, what do you expect them to do? Right. Like, I literally, it reminds me, so when Kyle and I were in London, this time last year, we were in London and taking the tube and like, I mean, the tube runs so efficiently. It's, it's pretty wild. Like there's a train coming every four minutes, basically. Yeah. So if you miss one and it's coming and everything's on time. So I remember we got on on the tube and we were going, I don't know, we're going somewhere. And at one point it did stop between stations, which was, we learned really pretty unusual. Like it wasn't something that happened very often. This was maybe like one of three times it stopped. And we were sitting there for a few minutes for Kyle and I were like, you know, this is completely normal. Literally the conductor who like initially told us like, we're being held at this, we're being held momentarily. We're so sorry for the inconvenience. When he came on a second time after a couple of minutes have passed, he was like, I'm so sorry. We are being delayed. I'm calling to see 
what's going on and I will provide an update shortly. And I'm like, what? Oh my God. What? You mean to tell me that's an option? And mind you, we can hear the announcement crystal clear. Oh my so God. So this guy who is taking this personally, this conductor who is taking this delay personally is like, like actively trying to give us an update. And this was all with, we probably were stopped for under 10 minutes, which right. again, for us is like, you know, par for the course. I literally right, right. bake in like 15 to 20 right. minutes into right. my travel time right. for subway malfunctions, right. for delays. Like right. that's just become part of the normal. So oh, to yeah. be in this other country, I was like, this is crazy. Crazy. I mean, when I used to go, when I would spend time in Paris and take the Paris Metro, it was like, it was a dream. Yeah. The worst thing that ever happened was when you would get, when, was when I would be out and forget what time it was. And then I'd sure. be like, motherfucker. And I would have to like get on whatever train was closest so that I could get as close as I could to the station that I needed to get to before the Metro shut down completely. And then I had to finish and then I just couldn't get home because, you know, the, it shuts down. I, I forget yeah. what time it is, but it shuts down at a particular time. But like, yeah, the number of times that I think I waited in between stations, I could count. It was, you know, the same one, two, three times. Yeah. And it's and and the things that they have, you know, and I don't know that it's on every platform, but it's on enough platforms. And I think it's major stations where they have the doors on the platform so that mm-hmm. those doors open the subway, the actual car doors open so that there's no like people jumping in onto the tracks. People there's like, it limits the trash. Yeah. Like I just, it's, I'm, I, I, why can we not do this? Like, and I get that, you know, it costs money and whatever, but, but I'm like, you're raising the fair, like, where's this money what? going? Where is this money going? I, I mean, and I, and like you have, especially even pre pandemic, I'm like every single person takes the subway. You guys right. have so much money. And the only, the only like true benefit I saw from the MTA from when I moved here to like pre-pandemic was they added the, t- the countdown clocks to mm-hmm. most stations. But again, that wasn't until like maybe five or six years of me living here. Yeah. So that was something they added. I know they added a couple of elevators and then they added the additional W train and the Q, the Q extension into the Upper East Side. Which took them what? Some ungodly amount of decades. Yeah. Yeah. To serve a, a group of people who are so affluent, it's insane. I mean, it is that side of this, that side of, I mean, I will, uh, yes, but also that not everybody is affluent on that side of the, of the island, <laughs> but also the 456 is severely overcrowded. That's true. Like that's true. And so that, that alleviates that alleviates a lot of that. So it it does need it. Like if you've ever been on the four five six at that time of day, they the trains do come quickly, but they are packed. So they do need that did need to happen. But also they like hyped it up and they were like the queue, you know what the second yeah. avenue subway. I was like, hold the phone. You added like four stations, and I get it. It is helpful. But yeah. Let's not pat yourself on the back. It took you like forty years. To right. Do this. Right. Like, but it's like that it doesn't even go on. all the way up, you know? No, Again, it doesn't. it's like it, ju- it's, no, it go- doesn't serve like East no. Harlem. No. You know, which I'm like, go all the way up. Yeah. No. So I don't know. Anyways, yeah, that's our interlude of lamenting <laughs> against the MTA. <laughs> but 
All that to say. All that to say. All that to say, the, the MTA say. is a sorry excuse for complying with the ADA. Yes. It's it's really quite amazing that there hasn't been more of, uh, that they're not facing like harsher or more lawsuits by Well, I'm sure they've come who, up with an agreement where it's like, by 2030, all of our right. stations will be compliant. Like, truly, I think that's it. Right. I think they're literally right. like, well, give us 25 years- and we'll put elevators in all of our stations. And then we'll hike the prices up by $5. <laughs> by 2040, an M- a single ride on the MTA is going to cost $10. Yeah. But I'm sure to like be compliant, they have to show like progress reports of like, we put an elevator right. in this station. We add right. a ramp to this station. Right. I don't think it's a high priority to get it done within like a quick time period. Time period. That mm-hmm. makes sense. That makes, that is so MTA of them. That's MTA. So MTA. So that's Title II, state and local government services and public transit, equal opportunity access to those things. So Title Three is businesses that are open to the public, equal opportunity there. Businesses must provide people with disabilities an equal opportunity to access the goods or services that they offer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I also think, like, let's take this definition and just apply it to, like, literally everything else that's in question about civil rights. Like, not to not to, like, again, go on another tangent, but like the the gay case Mm -hmm. with the messaging, like it's it's speech or not speech with the like hypothetical wedding website bullshit. Mm hmm. And I was like, you haven't even made the speech or is it speech if you're making a wedding website? Or is, like, what's speech versus what's goods and services? Right. Like. Right. We, like, well, is like, it, it gets is dicey, it, right? When you, when right. you are um, finding uh, caveats to when discrimination is appropriate. Right, right. Or, like, you know, but, but, but literally if you're talking about, like, you can't deny somebody goods and services, like, what is goods and services versus when are you providing, when, when are you demanding, when is it speech? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like, I, yeah, like you can't, if you can't discriminate from goods and services, I don't know. It was just, I was, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about the various Supreme court decisions lately. And yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, I, I, I like this, this little very succinct Hold definition. On. Well, I think that's what's interesting about our current Supreme Court and the decisions, the sort of controversial decisions that have come out recently is that, like, they're setting themselves up for a huge legal headache because they're basically creating all of these exceptions to Mm -hmm. disenfranchisement Mm -hmm. that, like, are only going to spiral. So, where you know, we could very well get to a point where, like, there is somebody who falls under the ADA for whatever reason who gets denied goods and services. And then the, they're basically saying, you cannot deny somebody goods and services based on this. It violates this. And then we're back to like, okay, well then how, <laughs> right. how is it okay in this instance? And, right. uh, you know. Right. Because the, the debate about like, it's so weird to me because you can't discriminate. I mean, like all these podcasts that I've been listening to the argument, like one of the arguments is like, you ba- like, you should be able to discriminate against gay people basically because if you're if you don't want to make a wedding website for them because it's against your religion you know if 
for it, to to make the website would to be saying it's I condone this ma- this marriage, but it's mm-hmm. against my religion, and so I don't want to do that. So I don't want to say something that I'm against, and so I don't want to make that speech. But really, the argument could, it could be made, and I would say that it's like no, it's just a service. Like I'm paying you to do a service, so like let like mm-hmm. let me pay you. Like you're discriminating against me, and so let me just pay you to do the service. But that doesn't exist with people with disability. Like there's no there's no judgment, right? Like there's no like there's no there's yeah. no area of like my like the thing that I like if you discriminate against somebody with some against somebody who has a disability, there's no speech, right? Like there's no like if you discriminate against somebody because you don't want because they have, they're in a wheelchair and you just mm-hmm. dis- and you don't want them and you don't want to provide them the goods or services, like, there's no speech part, right? There's no, like, that's against my religion Belief. to serve, to, yeah. to, just to make a website for you because you're in a wheelchair. Do you, yeah, like, I also think that, like, the I think the unique um, thing, specifically with, like, LGBTQ rights and discrimination, especially among, like, the court system, is I think... My opinion is that definitely this bench of Supreme Court supermajorities view the type of person, you know, view being gay as a choice versus somebody who has a disability or race or whatever, Mm -hmm. not a choice. Mm, You know, so mm -hmm. it's like, you can't discriminate against people who couldn't who didn't choose to be this way right you know whereas like i don't obviously i don't believe that like people choose who they are attracted to i think that is a insane thing like you know um but i that's like my theory is that in the court level they're viewing this of like well you could choose to not be gay and but since you're choosing to do this it's like right they people who don't agree with that, right. you know, in this very like specific, if it's against their religion, like we can't force them to do that, you know. That's like you so can do weird. what you want to do, but like you can't expect right. everybody to agree with it. And it's like, well, I think that's a slippery slope. That's my theory. That's my right. theory. Right. It's also just bullshit because it's like, well, you choose who you bullshit. love anyway. You choose who you love anyway. Like everybody does. But. There's this super um, bizarre line of thinking, which is that, like, you choose to be gay. Right. And so you should not choose. And and that's what makes it bad, because, like, you could choose to be straight, which is good. Right. right. You know, quote, unquote. Uh, but you choose to be bad, which is gay. And it's like, that's right. insane. Right. It's such a bizarre thing. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's weird. Very weird. Very weird. But, yeah, yeah, I think, like, unfortunately, I also think that, like, we didn't get... We weren't as hip with LGBTQ rights legally uh, as we were with other things, which is why mm-hmm. it came in 2016 and not in the 90s. Because, again, if we were like right. if we moved Obergefell up into the 90s, we probably could have gotten more protections for right. LGBT communities. But there was like too much shit going down. Right. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors.
anyway. I digress. All right. We digress again. So that was Title Three. Businesses that are open to the public must provide equal opportunities for people with disabilities to access their goods and services. Great. Love. Great. Title Title Four. Very specific. Telecommunications. Hmm. Very specific. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Telephone companies must provide yeah, services to allow callers with hearing and speech well, disabilities it to so many people that they're like, we got yeah, it. This I mean, honestly, totally. to right. make it like and, super right. specific because like, right. When you think of like hearing or speech impaired, that makes up a, 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 a good chunk yeah. of folks. Right. And it is the nineties. So it's like, it's, you know, not the iPhone time where you're like, hit the three buttons. True. And you have the True. Audio, you know, good point. You can turn good on point. the voiceover. Yeah. 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 And last but not least, Title V, which is t- called Other Important Requirements. <laughs> Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. The ADA also includes other requirements for how to implement the law. Examples of these requirements include prohibiting retaliation against a person who has asserted their rights under the ADA. Nice. Yes. Stating that a person with a disability is not required to accept an aid or accommodation if they do not want to. Ooh, important. Love that. Mm-hmm. Which is very forward thinking. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. Like, that's great. A- authorizing courts to award attorney fees to the winning party in a lawsuit under the ADA. Also very forward thinking. That's Thorough, great. thorough, thorough. Thorough thinking ahead. Directing certain federal agencies to issue guidance explaining the law. Great. This is a very this robust like, law. Who did I feel this? like all the Who things that we law? always rail against when we look at laws, like this is so This is so clear. good. It's explicit. Mm-hmm. It's thinking of very the succinct. future. It's thinking of the past. Go mm-hmm. off, ADA. All right. So let's talk about who and what does the law cover. So who could possibly invoke the ADA? So as described by the ADA.gov, a person with a disability is someone who either has a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activities, either has a history or record of such an impairment, like cancer that is in remission, or is perceived by others as having such an impairment, such as someone who has scars from a severe burn. That's the example they used. So those kind of three are the broad definitions of somebody with a disability. Very, very broad. Very broad. So you can, it's like kind of what I said, like the sort of literal when we think of disability, disability, you know, physical, mental, but also like if you had an illness that took you out of the game mm-hmm. for a long time, yeah. Or if you had like a physical trauma that is still mm-hmm. there, like f- like you still live with this sign of physical trauma that you've had, even though you've technically healed. Yeah. The term substantially limits is interpreted broadly and is not meant to be a demanding standard, but not every condition will meet the standard. An example of a condition that is not sustainably, my God, an example of a condition that is not substantially limiting is a mild allergy to pollen. That doesn't count. That doesn't doesn't count. count. You can still live your life. Take a Claritin, you're fine. Yeah. Major life activities are the kind of activities that you do every day, including your body's own internal processes. 
There are many major life activities in addition to the examples listed here, but some are actions like eating, sleeping, speaking, and breathing. So if you have something that inhibits any of these things, Mm -hmm. it could be covered under the ADA. Movements like walking, standing, lifting, and bending. Cognitive functions like thinking and concentrating. Sensory functions like seeing and hearing. Tasks like working, reading, learning, and communicating. And the operation of major bodily functions like circulation, reproduction, and individual organs. So if you have something about your body, mind, whatever, that inhibits one of these things from happening, it could be protected under the ADA. Yeah. There is a wide variety of disabilities, and the ADA regulations do not list all of them. Some of the disabilities are visible and some are not. But some examples include cancer, diabetes, PTSD, HIV, autism, cerebral palsy, deafness or hearing loss, blindness or low vision, epilepsy, motor disabilities such as requiring the use of a wheelchair, walker, or cane, intellectual disabilities, major depressive disorder, traumatic brain injury, and so many more. Yeah. So it's a really like... It's an it's an extensive... Yeah. It's an extensive and um, uh, very inclusive yeah. list. Yeah. Like there's a... To me, like there's obviously a... Cancer is so different from deafness, which is so different from, you know, traumatic brain injury. Like these are right. all such different things that like... This law rocks. It's so inclusive. It's so inclusive. Right. Because I think, I mean, just me personally, I think of the ADA as something that like, like I wouldn't have put cancer on that list. But of course, like I wouldn't have, I don't think of this law with that context. But of course, if you have cancer, you are not able to work because you're seeking treatment. Right. right? It's inhibiting your organs from working. So of of course, that makes logical sense. Yeah. You know, it's diabetes. Right, right. Or diabetes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So let's talk about how our new favorite law, apparently, got passed. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> so on July 26, 1990, President George H.W. Bush, that's Papa Bush, signed the Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA, the most sweeping affirmation of rights for the disabled in American history into law. As disability rights attorney Arlene Mayerson would later write, the story of the ADA began when, quote, people with disabilities began to challenge societal barriers that excluded them from their communities, and when parents of children with disabilities began to fight against the exclusion and segregation of their children. Sure. Activists explicitly compared their struggle to the civil rights movement, arguing that without federal requirements in place, The disabled faced discrimination as patrons of public spaces and businesses in seeking employment. In 1986, the National Council on Disability, an independent government agency, issued a report that reached the same conclusion, highlighting the many gaps in federal law that made full participation in society and equal opportunities for employment impossible for many disabled Americans. So the, like... The government's own agency who, like, was looking at this was like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. You should pass this law. 
this really, this has grounds, you know? This has grounds. You should do something about this. It is also so um, remarkable, too, to see, like, how much the civil rights movement just became the bedrock for everyone. To, like, Mm -hmm. you know, other groups that were disenfranchised to also get equal (laughs) right and respect uh, to participate in society as equals. Yeah. It's almost sometimes it feels like all roads lead back to the civil rights movement in a lot of ways for our modern context. Thanks largely to the lobbying efforts of Patricia Wright, co-founder of the Disability Rights Education and Defense Fund, federal legislation similar to a version of the Civil Rights Act for the Disabled gained support in the late 80s. The eventual bill, the ADA, covered a wide range of physical and mental disabilities, The bulk of the act provides legal recourse against employers who discriminate against the disabled and set standards of access for public buildings and public accommodations. It also established federal laws regarding service animals, among other things. Sure. Service animals. We didn't even talk about service animals. No, we didn't. It is it is all wild, and I see this on TikTok a lot, like watching service animals, like specifically service animals who, you know, um, do like very specific things, you know, like like people who have a service dog because they get seizures and the dog can like sense. Oh yeah, yeah. When the seizure is coming on, I'm like, that's it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Especially like the person themselves sometimes doesn't know it's coming on, but the, the dog starts freaking out and they're like, oh, I guess I'm about to have a seizure, and then they right. do. Right. It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I know dogs are animals are amazing. I love my animals. Butter, I love you. He was um, (laughs) taking a shit and scratching at his litter box while you were talking. So that's my little service animal. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I think Mouse is under the bed, probably at my feet somewhere. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. In March of 1990. Oh, this is super cool. I don't remember this happening. And you, I don't think, were born yet. So you wouldn't remember it either. I was not born yet. This is very cool. In March of 1990, a group of disability rights activists staged the Capitol Crawl in which disabled people pulled themselves up all 100 steps of the Capitol building in order to highlight the nation's lack of accessibility. They literally were like, we can't even get in the building. That's so powerful. Do you need us to prove a point in any other way? Like how that is such a good argument because it's so, so simple and so true. Yeah. Yeah. Such a, such a um, sobering, And a powerful image, you know? Yep. Yep. Also great, like, not, I don't want to call it, like, I don't mean this in the flippant way that it sounds, but great PR stunt for the cause. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, really, like, obviously it's not a, stunt feels like not the correct word, but like, it's the only one I can think of, but whoever came um, up with that idea, genius. So good. So good. And the name, so good. Genius. Um, the, there's a great there's pictures of it are really are really cool and one of the people in it I forget how old she is but it's a kid it's a kid um I want to say that her name was like Jennifer if I'm remembering mm-hmm. this correctly from the research but I think she was seven eight nine ten somewhere in that age bracket um but yeah she's like a she's a kid like climbing wow. up the, like pulling herself up the steps yeah Wow. Yeah. Um, despite pressure from some church groups who felt that the ADA unfairly burdened them, the bill <laughs> <Sure>. the, 
I mean, on the one hand, that is, so yes, very callous and in a way expected, you know, like really the church groups, come on. Um, on the other hand, like it does cost a lot of money to make things accessible. Like, sure. and it wasn't like there's, they did not provide funding for anything. So if you, and that's why the provision in the law is 15, uh, if you have 15 employees or, or more, then you have to do these things. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not, you know, if you, if, if you're only one person or if you have three people or whatever. So they're, they're trying to provide some leeway, but it does cost money and they did not provide any funds. So like if you, if you have to provide equal access, all of that costs money and it's all on the employers. So like the churches, you know, I imagine that they were like, um, what exactly, how do you want us to do these, do this? Like some of these buildings are really old. Um, I'm sure that they did not want to like, you know, destroy them or deface them or whatever. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the argument was. I'm sure part totally. of it was cost. I'm sure part of, part of it was, it's not going to look nice, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But that's all just <laughs> to say that the churches were not happy. Not happy. Our brothers and sisters not of the happy. not happy. I know. I'm also like, really? The churches, you don't want to let, you don't want to. This is the argument you're going to pick that you don't want to like unpretty your buildings for the disabled people so that sure. they can come in and preach. Like, come the flip. Yeah. On. I'm like, you, this is the thing uh, where it's like, you, you keep this in the inner circle. Really? You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, obviously you're pissed. And you're pissed. And sure, but like, but just like, like, don't, don't say it out loud. Don't say it out loud. Come on. It's, it's just, bad for business. Right. 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 Like the churches of all people. Really? Come on. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but despite the church's protestations, the bill passed the House with a unanimous voice vote, and the Senate uh, passed it 76 to 6. Would never happen today. Are you no. fucking kidding me? Would never no. happen today. Paving the way for the bill's signing on July 26th by President Papa Bush, who said, quote, let the shameful wall of exclusion finally come tumbling down. What a crazy thing mm-hmm. for... Former mm-hmm. president, former Republican president, George H.W. Papa Bush to say, let the shameful wall of exclusion finally come tumbling down. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. This This. This. This is what I'm saying is so crazy. Like, this couldn't get passed today. No. Because some, somebody saying that on that political spectrum would be, yeah. like, sacrilegious. Yeah. It's all it would be a betrayal to the to the to the platform. Yeah. Crazy that which is how so much has changed in 30 years. Yeah. But thank I mean again, thank God we got this one in. (laughs) I know. Squeaked by. Squeaked by. Squeaked by. Squeaked by. Wow. Well, guys, that is our episode on the Americans with Disabilities Act. Great act. Great Great act. act. When it comes to acts, one one of one of the best. I really I don't have. I have no. I have really no notes. notes. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing glaring. No. And that's shocking. Yes. I don't know if this has happened before. I feel like this is the one and only thing we got right. <laughs> yeah. In terms of like just getting everything that was appropriate to get. 
Yeah. I think the lack of funding. I think that's something I would have. I think liked the lack of see. funding. Yeah. But yeah. I think I think basically what happened, I think they took a gamble, and it paid off. And the gamble was basically make it illegal to not comply, and people and businesses fell in line and did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 they gave people time. I think you're probably right that there's like you know agreements in place and if you give people time to comply and, you know, give, you know, if there's an understanding that like, yeah, we're going to do it, but it's going to take some time because we got to raise the money and we can't do this overnight. And, you know, as long as there's an understanding, great, you know, but the lack, cause otherwise how, how could you, I mean, you would be funding things. It's not, cause it's also not just like a once, a once, it's not like you can be like, here's a trillion dollars. Right. You know, like it, it will continue to happen. In, for the rest of time. Yeah. It will, it would always need funding and it would always, you know, so th- th- yes, the, the, the lack of funding could be seen as a problem or it could be seen as like one of the best negotiating points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm glad we got it. Glad we got it. So that is our episode, you guys. And as always, if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.